minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. following program is rated TVMA for language. We want everyone to be able to enjoy the program, but sometimes things happen, and we may say things that may be offensive to some or non-conducive to others. So in other words, shit happens. Oops. <laughs> Niggas, coming. You gotta love her, nigga. I said it was passionate. It was romantic. And then I could do this for hours, hours. Oh, you it don't sounds like a. Face? It sounds. It sounds like a felony if my, Mickey is doing that for hours and hours. So, so Disney has now bought Def Jam, nigga. Is that what happens? So it's not I just pop. This for hours and hours. Bro. <laughs> God damn it! God damn! I, I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I just. Oh my God! See, someone said it looked like the Kingdom Hearts looks weird, nigga. That's Kingdom Come Hearts. All right, literally, that's, that's what that, Kingdom C U M. That, that I fucking hate you so goddamn much. <laughs> Certified <laughs> Mickey boy, Jesus Christ! Yep. Certified Mickey boy up in here. Welcome to the hundred episode, one hundred eighty-six of Blurred in the Hood. We've been doing this shit for way too long. I'm your resident Mister J Washington. You ain't never lied. I'm Swaggy Blurred Winston Marshall. Could you imagine if we started off out the gate doing bi-weekly shows? Like we'd probably be at four hundred right. Now. Like we, 
I would be even more exhausted than I am right now. <laughs> oh, what you try? I don't like the way you said it because you was like, I've been dealing with this nigga for 400 episodes. Like, it's for hours and hours and hours. Yup, nigga. Can yep. you take away my power? 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 <laughs> Reach out to the camera, nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you to everybody that's been rocking with us, man. Um, Everybody that's checking out the podcast. I believe the whole podcast is up, updated. Everything should be there. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Wizards were done like two months ago. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to Winston? He was like, I can't take this nigga no more. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is my standard voice Mickey now for you? What the fuck? I don't know. I don't shit? know. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. I'm. Nigga, it has been a very, very long weekend. Um, a very busy one. Uh, with, <laughs> hey, by the way, all y'all in the chat in the neighborhood. First of all, I love y'all to the neighborhood. Thank you to everybody's watching us again. We are exclusively on Twitch for the rest of this month. We don't. We're, we're gonna have a discussion to figure out what we're gonna do going back because this has been good for us here, and YouTube has like we haven't had to deal with this. Oh man, he got an episode getting pulled, and we got a copyright thing. We haven't had to deal with that this past. I'm not gonna lie to you; that's felt great for the past month. It's been good for your spirit because you're the one that always deals with it, and I appreciate you for that. But you're the one that's like, <laughs> nigga, again, like every time. <laughs> nigga, be sitting like... up, be sitting up, minding my business at a stand-up show. Nigga, get an email. Your episode's blocked, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> just out, just living life. Also. I want y'all to kiss. I want you to tell y'all this in the bottom of my heart. Uh, people in the neighborhood, kiss my ass. My search history looks amazing. Also, that's what incognito tabs are for. Because uh, <laughs> everybody here was like, what does Jay's search history look like? Like, just for him to find this stuff. Also, this is the beauty of black Twitter. But a lot of y'all will never understand that part of life. And for those of you who have never been to black Twitter, you don't want to go because you can't handle it. So with that being said, Mr. Winston A. Marshall. My nigga. Niggas, nigga. 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 A nigga moment. Man. Nigga. My nigga. What you been doing? Yeah, I mean, if you haven't been if you haven't been to Black Twitter yet, the truth is you don't know if you're ready for Black Twitter until you get there. Kind of like you're not you're not you don't know if you're ready for Freak Nick or a sex dungeon or or anything like that until you just go. And then we have to monitor you and see see if you can handle yourself. You I just know? wonder I just want you to know that you just was like freaknik to a <laughs> sex dungeon. The parameters in that's which a lot you... of, that's a lot of space. That's, <laughs> that's a lot, a of, lot space of space in, in between. <laughs> like I you know what I'm saying? Like I, I did a Venn diagram. Freaknik, sex dungeon. Black Twitter's like in here. Yes it is. It <laughs> nigga. Like yes, it honestly, is. that sounds weird to say, but Black Twitter is right in the Man, middle. nigga. If a nigga that went to freak Nick before, let me tell you if, something. If either of those offends you, and a lot of times Black Twitter has nothing to do with sex, but if either of those offends you, you can't come, you can't party with us. You can't sit with us. Um, you can't sit here. Um, yeah. go ahead for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I'm really exhausted. I am. I am very, very exhausted. Um, Can you be uh, exhausted for hours, hours? For hours? For hours? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
just going to go ahead and do this real quick and just. <laughs> no, no, you go back to regular way. We go back to normal. No, no, it's cool. We good. Um, <laughs> you just don't trust me, huh? Okay. No. So y'all knew, y'all knew I had to, uh, uh, you know, I was leaving for vacation uh, on Friday. And, What's vacation? Uh, please stop. Okay. Honest, honestly. Um, on the way to the airport. Uh, my mom was, was driving me to the airport. It was told to me very abruptly uh, that my grandmother died. Um, and I had a pretty bad breakdown both on the way there. Once I got there, uh, I fortunately went to a, a kickball tournament. So, um, you know, friends that I know from my team, people that I've known from these tournaments, these kickball and dodgeball tournaments I've done were there. Um, so they were very quick to, to you know, extend words and, and drinks and hugs and all that kind of shit, man. Uh, and, and I honestly, once I got through Friday, with the exception of Saturday morning, uh, I actually was doing okay. Uh, and, and a huge shout out to a number of you that, that saw on Twitter um, that, you know, I just put out there. I was just like, yo, I'm not in a good headspace. So if you can just send positivity, send memes and shit. I'll send a lot, man. Like I came back to it and saw that it was like a few hundred fucking videos and photos and y'all the shit for that, man. Uh, but I just also felt that like, you know, um, I, I had a number of people text and call me just to be like, you good. Like you're not going to hurt yourself or anything like that. I was like, no, 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 no. So I eventually came back and just shared. I, I didn't necessarily want to talk about it, but I, I felt it would be better to put it out there so people would know. Um, not necessarily because I was trying to garner any sympathy, but just so that people knew what was going on with me. Uh, got back from the vacation. Again, had a great time, but it took a lot of physical energy out of me. Like, I'm very physically exhausted. Um, but then once I got back, it was the reality that hit of now we're, we're waiting for funeral details. And, you know, it, again, being left alone with my thoughts to know that she's gone and all that while trying to manage, like, life and shit. Like, you're supposed to come back from vacation maybe tired but rested and ready to kind of take stuff on and instead i've come back and i just i'm drained right now so um you know i genuinely just want to thank everybody that's watching the show today uh that that reached out whether it be be a text message a tweet a dm whatever uh, a lot of folks uh hit me up to just see how i was doing and i genuinely appreciate that um She's an awesome lady. Uh, a lot of people know, or maybe you don't, uh, that for my situation with my grandparents specifically, just when I was born, my biological on my mother's side, grandmother died. Uh, fuck, I was young. Before I was born, actually. Before I was born, my, my poor mother lost her, her older brother. Uh, he was only 27. And then her mother within like a couple years of each other. And so what ended up happening is the community kind of rallied around my mom. And so there was one grandmother that I had from her who died uh, back in 2017, and that wrecked me. And this other lady was one of her best friends, but like definitely her senior by at least 30-odd years or something like that. So she was like another grandmother to me as well. And those two women, everything you would expect from a big mama, from a grandmother, all that kind of stuff, they were the ones that taught me that. They were the ones being like, you better get your little nasty little feet off my fucking white-ass couch. They were the ones that like – instilled a lot of stuff in me and 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 really did that thing that you get from grandparents and she's been sick for a minute like she was sick for almost a decade i think for me it was just the, the absolute just shock of it just out of nowhere because that woman would not die for anything and then just out of nowhere it was just like to that point jay bro 
They pulled her feeding tube and she lived for another like 11 days without sustenance. Like, like frail as shit. And she survived for 11 Black woman. days. Black yes. woman? You ain't taking me. She was like, you bitches ain't taking me out about it without a fight. That's what, that's what that 11, is. 11 days without sustenance, man. And so it just goes to show, but but probably my funniest story, I, I could take this off now. Um, probably my funniest story th- from her that I remember is that when I graduated high school, everybody was like giving me like money for college or you know sheets or whatever the fuck so I could get ready to go to school. And she bought me a pin, some ping pong paddles and ping pong balls, like a ping pong like paddle set. And I was like, Granny M, I ain't got no ping pong table. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this? So my only guess now, because at the time I thought my grandmother is crazy. On the flip side, I'm now like, holy shit. She may knew that my black ass was gonna meet some white people and play some beer pong and shit, and she was trying to get ahead of the curve. I don't think that was it because Granny M's mind started slipping pretty early, but like at the same time, did she know? (laughs) Um so yeah. Uh so that's that's what's going on with me. Uh once again, you know, I won't I won't go full on deep into it, but that's that's why I had to wear this, especially the, with the sustenance story, man, that black women really are superheroes and uh Granny M, I love you. Uh, I know you're in a better place and thank you for watching over me on this planet. Now for watching over me from somewhere else. So, uh I hope you are truly resting in peace. Uh but yeah, um Let's just move on to uh, Mr. J. Washington. My nigga. Niggas, nigga, nigga, nigga. A nigga moment. Man. Niggas. My nigga. What you been doing? Um, trying to remember everything else. Sorry. My weekend has been a blur and a half. By the way, uh, Winston and I have the both the same sweatshirt. Shouts out to Nick Rice and Legacy Media that blessed us with those with that with these sweatshirts. Uh the black women as superheroes is the same man who's done my uh supervillain shirts and hoodies. And so real quick I'll say to that for anybody that's got a shirt or a hoodie coming from me over the past week, I gotta I gotta get some supplies to send y'all shit out. So it's been kind of busy. Um I've been busy in a good way. It's been nonstop between stand up a lot of auditions and just doing so many different things. Um, I've been going, 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 trying to keep my brain busy. Uh, I'm exhausted. I've been in the gym every single day, even days I shouldn't. Like I am supposed to rest my thumb and I'm trying to, like I've learned how to bench press without my thumb now. Like it sounds so fucked up. Nigga, I can use my hand. This hand be gripped solid. I'll be like this and my thumb out. Sometimes I'll have, my you know wrists wrapped up and whatnot and so i've been working out because i've been trying to clear my mind um with a lot more stuff again my mentals back refocused shouts out to danny fernandez for putting me onto another book uh the universe has your back and i've been listening to that as well as doing these uh affirmations on my phone um i'm trying to balance everything from career, regular work, working out, fatherhood, personal life. And as far as personal life goes, I'm I'm at this juncture with companionship. And when I say this juncture, I'm starting to wonder, is it worth, am I just, am I just wanting 
companionship or do I need it? I was missing someone. And then I was like, am I missing them or am I missing the moment? I'm different things I'm putting my mind in. And, you know, I'm trying to put my mind into. So it's been things like that. Um, I was, you good? Yeah. Yeah, your camera happened? flickered. No, your camera flickered. I didn't, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I'm here. I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, no, my prime jerking hand is my right hand. I'm right hand dominant. So I, if I, I was, I was always mad too. I was like, yo, if I break, if I mess my left hand up, I can still beat off with the right. It's cool. But also I didn't realize how much you need thumbs to put on jeans. I did not yeah. realize. I didn't realize that. Like I have, it's you been thumbs to do most shit. Like, that's, that's the, that's the one digit you really don't want to lose, bro. Got it. All digits. Why do you think they talk about humans and opposable Oozable thumbs? thumb? <laughs> yes, I know. Nigga, I be trying to put, I was trying to put on some, I, was, I think it was a couple of days ago, and I was like, ah! I was screaming in my apartment because I couldn't put on my jeans. So I've been wearing joggers. Like, I've been out here trying to pull up joggers and shit like that. But, um, yeah, other than that, man, I've been just trying to stay focused. I uh, found out that Just for Laughs is coming here. And they're doing auditions again. And, um, you know, for a second, I almost got upset again because I was like, man, I, I probably won't be able to get into this. And I know I should do this. And I hit up my manager for y'all listening. We was an our manager. And, you know, she was like, well, I'll just submit your stuff. And it, it really rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not going to lie. That hearing that the other day really rubbed me the wrong way. So, like, I don't know if I need to start looking otherwise. Because, again, my stand-up career is just as important. It's just as important as my acting career, my hosting career. And it's really like, if you can't help me move forward on that, or if you're hesitant to help me move forward on that, then I, it's it's not to say it. I don't know what other way to say it, but with, I don't need you. Because that is an essential part of my career. And I refuse to just, I'm, I'm never going to be one of these people in this industry in general whether it be active, whatever, whether it be any facet of entertainment that goes, I'm represented here or there just to be represented. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just not. And so, you know, like I said, knowing a lot of stuff has happened and it's just like, I have to hear about it. And I, you know, if I try to have my rep handle something, it's already too late. And it's really frustrating. That So that really has been weighing on me heavily for the past couple of days. But other than that, um, I'm here, so let's get into it, man. Because we got we got a special guest okay, coming into uh, the yeah, show. I was, I was just I was just messaging you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, 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 no. Streamlabs.com, streamlabs.com slash blurs in the hood slash tip. Streamlabs.com slash blurs in the hood slash tip. Uh, this first story, man, it really fucked me up. Now, remember we talked about this a while back. Dante Wright was a young man who was killed by the police officer Karen Potter, Ken Potter, excuse me, and. He was killed when Potter stated that she accidentally mistook her her taser for her firearm, in which she let off several shots and allowed, left him to bleed to death. Well, this is Kim Potter. That is her actual mugshot when she was arraigned and when she was arrested. It's funny. I was thinking about this when I when I saw her thing. I was like, I, I always thought beforehand. I was like, why don't nobody ever smile in their mugshots? And then when I saw it, and I got instantly angry. I was like, oh yeah, that's why this isn't a real happy quick time ever, bro. Like it is very split second where you're like, why is everybody always me mugging? It's like, oh, because you're in trouble. 
So here's where where the even more frustrating part comes in. Not only was she <sighs> she was found, she was convicted, but she was only convicted for she's only sentenced, excuse me, to 16 months in prison and a thousand dollar fine. 16 months, not even two full years in prison and a thousand dollar fine. It is extremely frustrating. Especially, um, especially when you consider that the prosecution was asking for what is normally for a crime like this, seven years. So they did not even get to what was going on. Um, and I think the thing that, that that's for anybody that is a, you know, a member of justice, but like it was, we'll, we'll get to the judge's statement in just a minute. It's just this idea, man. And I was talking to Jay about this. It's the idea that like someone's life was wrongfully taken accident or not. Nah, and apparently it's only worth 16 months in a G. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's just like kind of wild to me, especially because here's the other thing. I understand if you had like full-blown malintent because you know you're you're like committing some sort of crime or some shit like that or there's proof that you're racist or something but it's the idea that police officers are given the license to kill not like mm. james bond level but they are authorized to essentially use. kill use lethal force mm -hmm. and when they fuck up a g in 16 months bro Come and here on. And here is what makes it even worse. The judge in this trial called herself rationalizing her sentencing. Check this out. Officer Kimberly Potter was trying to do the right thing. Of all the jobs in public service, police officers have the most difficult one. They must make snap decisions under tense, evolving, and ever-changing circumstances. They risk their lives every single day in public service. Officer Potter made a mistake that ended tragically. She never intended to hurt anyone. Her conduct cries out for a sentence significantly below the guidelines. Okay, thank you. So Here's the big thing I'm going to say, and then I honestly am, don't want to really talk about this anymore yeah. unless there's something else you want to you want to push. I mean, I have a small thing, but go ahead. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I know a lot of people are, like, frustrated with, uh, uh, you know, voting in this country. A lot of people, are, they were saying how they were feeling some type of way about even bothering voting for president and things like that. I still think that that is super important and that even if it is a lesser of two evils type situation, you've got to do what you can to do that. But this is why all of your state, all of your local elections are so important that you keep tabs 
on who your judge is, who your state senator is, your mayor, your governor, like not, not, not just mayor, governor, and president. Those are important. Yes. But every little thing in between these elected officials, it is so damn important because what I would love to see, I haven't taken the time to look at it because again, I've been dealing with a lot this weekend. Um, I'm very curious, Jay, what her record is for sentencing and specifically if she has had cases with law enforcement and how she's treated it versus how she treats people that aren't a part of like government agencies and stuff like that. Because this is a type of stuff where, again, just like with that Rittenhouse judge, anybody that's in that district that was upset about that needs to make sure that that motherfucker does not get reelected. It's the same thing. Now, I know some judges get appointments and stuff like that. I'm also not sure. If, but she's been on the bench long enough. I, I want to say it's been 20-odd years is her career, she mm -hmm. said in her speech. That's a case where the next time she is up for, for election on the bench, take her out, man. Put in, put, in, put in somebody better because that is inexcusable. I can understand if you want to split the difference and go, it really was a mistake. I'm not going to give you seven years, but I'm not going to let you off. So we're going to give you half or a little bit over half. 16 months? Go ahead, Jay. If a doctor kills a patient amidst surgery, they still face charges, especially if the conduct warranted it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they the, the patient just dies, body just gave up, et cetera, et cetera. Those doctors face charges. If a pilot crashes a plane, and he still lives, he faces charges. There is no reason that you should be like, oh, this was a mistake. Again, we have stated on this show, there is a reason where a firearm is placed and where a taser is placed. So you know which ones to reach for. To sit there and say, that she made a snap judgment, snap judgment mistake. Excuse me. I can't believe that, especially when you got to pull this trigger numerous times, and then let him lie there. The story is she let him lie there. Don't give me shock. Don't give me. She didn't believe what she did. A lot of these cops, not all. A lot of these cops know exactly what the fuck they're doing. There's no other way to say it. It is really sad that we have had to talk about where every time it seems like, you know, people get happy when you hear a cop has been convicted from killing a black person and people want to have this celebration of sorts. But this is why you can't celebrate those things. Because for everyone that gets convicted, there are seven that get a slap on the wrist. That's, that, that's the effed up part, man, of like the whole Chauvin situation is the fact that it took to the point of watching this man essentially torture George Floyd for anybody to do anything. But think about the Oscar Grant situation. This, I mean, it happens far too often where it's just like, oh man, you're in the line of duty, which to be honest, we should have Tommy back on when he's free. I mean, he's talked about this plenty of times. The only thing that has to happen, the only word, the magical words, and, and that is going to kind of go within what they are allowed to do within the letter of the law, I was in fear for my life. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Those are the magic words. If they get said, whoop. So, you know, um, 
Yeah, man. Let's do this quick story uh, at the that we had tagged for the end because I know our guest is coming in just a minute. Yeah, let's do that. And then that that way we can also because this one because this one I saw it. I saw I this story. No, no, no. I, I saw it before you oh, sent you it saw to it before? me. Oh, really? I saw it before you sent it to me. I actually tweeted about this story. <laughs> I actually tweeted about this story. All right. And all right. then you sent it and was like, huh? No, no. What? What? No. I just said we got to talk about it. I said we have to talk about it. I'm going to need to talk about it. Uh, so let's just go ahead and do it. Go throw the photo up, man. Or did you put a photo? Up? I put the photo right here. Okay. So uh, there's a cross country skier. Um, a lot of times when you cross country ski, it gets really cold, man. You can get all sorts of just like saying, fingers. It's it really cold. It gets what really cold. Your, fing- your fingers can get cold. Your your nose can get cold. You know, your your, your tail can get cold. For those that are one hundred to one Dalmatian fans, but have you ever had your penis get real cold? So cold, in fact, that it freezes. Well, that's what happened to this particular cross country skier, man. Uh, make sure I get this guy's name right. Remy Lindholm. There we go. Ramey Lenholm, who was in the 50-kilometer uh, race, which they actually shortened to 30 kilometers because it was so cold. They were like, this ain't going to work out. Well, his <laughs> dick froze. That's not the first time his dick froze, neither. It has apparently happened to him previously. And he decided that, no, 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 no. My dick, my dick freezing the first time. <laughs> What ice first time wasn't enough. He would just keep playing the sport. Now, Jay, how many times would it take for your dick to freeze? Once you ain't got to finish answering that question. I'm not going to let you finish answering the question. Once, like once, how many times? They know how many times. Would your, once would your penis have to be thawed out? And he has said it was the worst pain imaginable. Mm-mm. Or nigga, God knows how long. Nigga, he said one. It was the most time. unbearable pain. So it only take you one time of your dick just being harder than Iceman for you to go never again. My dick out here feeling like a shaft of crystalline ice, and I can't. That dick stuck to my thigh because it's frozen. Now I can't pull it off because I don't want to pull skin. I got to wait till my dick unthaw. Do you understand how terrible that just sounds? I gotta thaw my dick out. No, dude. I I just I feel like this is a move. If if they, I know that Mortal Kombat is very violent, but if Mortal Kombat kind of got a little X rated, this this feels like Sub Zero's greatest fatality. We just freeze your dick. I could just snap it off and be like, dictality. Like, that would just literally. All he would do is you just freeze your dick in your midsection and just go, beep. And just. <laughs> Bro. Well, that would be, how funny would it be that he goes to the one dude with, with like a micro penis and he tries to freeze it. He goes, oh, and he tries to like chop it off. He's like, I can't. I can't find it. I can't. Where is it? Embarrassment. The guy just like, it's in there. Embarrassment. Just like. Oh my god, dude. So I just this was one of those stories, man. When I tell y'all, when I again having a low this weekend, just obviously thinking about my grandma, this shit had me laughing my ass off, man. So I genuinely hope that this dude is okay. Uh, but you might want to find another sport, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. There's not a gold medal attempt, not even the win attempt, ain't a gold medal. On God's green earth, because ain't nobody his thing. Let's say you do medal. Let's say you win a medal. Let's say you represent your country and you get to stand at the podium. They play your national anthem. 
all this other bullshit. You know what people are always going to remember you for? Not your bravery, not your not your nationalism, not your historic Olympic win. You're the nigga who dick froze off. That's all you're going to be in life. Like Mr. Freeze, who's actually pissed off because his dick is frozen, as BC Knight says, bro, if if I fell in a cryo chamber and my dick, like my whole body, but my dick got frozen, I would want to freeze all of Gotham my damn self. And that's the other fucked up part. Batman has figured out how to thaw him out, but you realize they're going through the same thing? You have frostbite over your entire body. The entire thing. That sounds absolutely fucking awful. And it just goes to show, to be honest with you, that these whole Winter Olympics, I don't know about you, have you watched really at all, Jay? Uh, so I hate that I'm going to say this. The only time I think I've watched might have been might have been curling. You watched and curling? That, yeah, because it just looks so fucking weird. One, one old-ass nigga who looked like his knees shouldn't work, getting down in the lowest crotching position ever and scooting forward and four other niggas with brooms just trying to stop a rolling block like, I got nothing for you on that one, bro. But uh, <laughs> all I was going to say is, uh, you know, you just got to gotta do what you got to do, man. So someone just said, uh, I just saw in the chat that they you said the Streamlabs aren't working. Well, again, here are the four ways you can support. Obviously, uh, you can subscribe to the channel. And if you got Amazon Prime, you can do that. I, I saw earlier, by the way, I was going to give that shout out once we got to the Streamlabs reading. But shout out to Devil. Uh, Devil D Ham with five gifts, gifted subs early on. In the and show. our, gu our guest is coming that. in. He just emailed us, let us know that he's coming. So I just want y'all to know. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, uh, so all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, you know, so you got that. You can also send in bits. Uh, when you do that, you obviously can send messages in with that as well. Uh, again, streamlabs.com slash blurs in the hood slash tip. And finally, if you want to tip us directly on Venmo or Cash App, yeah, uh, if you you're streamlabs. Yeah, if you want to do, if you're trying to do a monetary a monetary support, and Streamlabs seems not to be working for you, I would definitely say just do Cash App of Venmo right now. Because I mean, as of right, I see we have a couple of Streamlabs that come, that's come through, mm -hmm. and so I don't want to try to keep messing with people to try to do those. So again, I'm sorry, we're sorry about that. You know, it's, it's not something we have a full control with. But uh, yeah, man. Right. Yeah, like Devil D. Ham said, curling, curling is weirdly interesting. Like, like it'd be a nigga that look like he should not get that low. He'd be crouched in and just like, it's the worst superhero pose ever. And them dudes are... Bro, bro, your fucking Twitch move. Like, I honestly feel like they they went and got dudes that were, like, playing, like, Metal Gear Solid and, like, it was during the torture scene. And if you didn't hit that the button fast enough, Snake would die. They'd be like... So they did the same thing. The guys go, ah, snake, snake, snake. Uh, did I tell you? I in, I uh I actually sat and did a panel with the guy who's the voice of Solid Snake. Oh, with uh, David Hader. Yeah, David Hader. Oh, I, I I talked to him in uh when I was in uh, Fan X in Salt Lake Comic Con in Salt Lake City. I would absolutely love. To fucking interview David Hader, man, that would be the that would be the shit. Super Wish cool dude, kind of uh, super cool dude. I remember talking to him. All right, let's just because I know he's still. Like I said, he said he was coming in. Let's just move on because we could probably. I just... can do this real quick. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>
<laughs> oh shit. Like four Wait. of those I gotta play in. <laughs> like two of those. Let me go and get the second one out so you, so, you, so our guest doesn't have to see it, bro. Unless you just, unless it happens. I mean, if it happens in real time, I'm not going to interrupt an interview, but I will play it if I have to. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, man. What, uh, let's, let's, yeah, let's look at. Uh, I mean, which, which one you want to talk about real quick, man? We can do it. We could do it on the fly one if you want, because I don't know if it still hasn't happened yet. Oh, I got something we need to talk about. Okay. I got What's something up? we need to talk about. What's up? We, we didn't get a chance to talk about this at all. So I need you to re listen to this. I'm going to read something and listen to how wild this story goes, okay? Okay. Check this out. I ruined my mom's life and reputation. Oh, you told me about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it's from a woman. She goes, my... She's my my forty year old female parents. My forty year old parents, dad, mom, six. Are you 16. okay? No, because I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 trying to do four different things at one time. I'm sorry. She said they've been married for forty three years. Says I have six siblings: a forty two year old female, thirty eight year old male, thirty four year old female, twenty year old male, twenty year old male, eighteen year old male. Been with my husband, thirty nine male, since we were fifteen. I got pregnant at seventeen. We moved in with my parents. Gave birth to my now twenty two year old daughter. We got married at eighteen. Shortly after, my dad's father passed away. Shortly after our wedding, and left his ranch style house to my father. Grandparents built the house next door to my parents when they retired. My parents decided to let us live in this house. It told us this would be my inheritance. My husband and I had no issues with this. We went on to have a 20-year-old male, 14-year-old female, 5-year-old female, and I'm currently seven months pregnant with my last child, a boy, due in April. I thought I had a good, good marriage. We were intimate more than twice a week. We went on date nights. We bought each other gifts. We didn't fight. My entire world was shattered on New Year's Eve when I returned early from a girl's trip I had taken with some friends. I walked into my bedroom to find my mom having sex with my husband. My mother screamed at me to get out of quote unquote their bedroom which shook me up even more. Nigga Unf what? Unfortunately my oldest daughter was home in the bedroom across the house getting ready for a party. She ran out and witnessed my all but a butt bed sheet naked mother run out of our house next door to her house and slam the door. My daughter was devastated and went to my sister's house. I asked her not to say anything until I first talked to my husband. I asked him for the truth. He told me my mom seduced him when we were 18 and living in their house. They'd been having unprotected sex at least once a month for longer than we were married. I ran the math that was horrified because the timeline meant my twin brothers and youngest brother could be my husband's. I immediately called my dad and told him to come to my house without my mom. I made my husband confess, and my dad was devastated. He and my mom were high school sweethearts, too. Needless to say, we could hear my mother screaming for her house when he confronted her. I then told my oldest sister, and she and I decided to have her throw a party for the whole extended family, and we invited my ex's family as well. At the party... My 22-year-old female daughter takes all the kids to our basement and put on a movie, leaving the only adult children and siblings, and I told them exactly what they've been doing. Oh Most God. of the family is on my side, except my three youngest siblings, my 38-year-old female sister, and my ex's entire family. They all say I'm an asshole for dropping this publicly. 
word got out of my mom's best friend who was on the leadership of my mom's church, my childhood church, called me to verify. My mom has since been let you, go as the children's pastor. Got, hold on. <laughs> Do you want to pause this because our guest just showed up? Are you sure you want to finish the story right now? Oh, let me pause again. Let me pause that. <laughs> we will get back to that part, okay? Because, nigga, this shit gets better. All right. De Define better. It gets ghettoer and ghettoer, dog. Oh, That's the hood and you love every goddamn moment of it. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got our guests coming on. Listen, we were privileged to be introduced to our guests through uh, one of the friends of the show, uh, like a brother fan, Mr. Jake Icavetta. Winston found out who it was and had a realization moment earlier today and was like, oh, shit. Like, he really had, <laughs> he really had a realization moment. Like, I told him from the beginning who it was. So I'm going to let you have the, the, the fan out moment. You go ahead, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Grammy-nominated group, Nappy Roots, Be Still, is in the building. What's up, man? How are hey, you doing? What's happening with you, man? Hey, what's brother. What's good, fellas? How y'all doing? That's what's, that's what's up, man. Hey, we're man, doing can't great. Can't complain, man. Can't complain at all, brother. Glad to see you. Glad you were able to join us. I mean, that's a fly ass hat, by the way. I just gotta go ahead and throw that out there, man. Like you can't, you came, you came to stun on him real quick. I see. Appreciate you, my guy. Appreciate you. <laughs> hey, man. Well, uh, first of all, uh, thank you so much for coming to the show. We really, really appreciate you. Um, I, you know, the, the the biggest thing that uh, like for me. The minute Jake was like, oh, yeah, that's my boy from back in the day and all this kind of stuff that I started freaking out, man. I remember being in, like, middle school, high school when, like, all non poor folks and poor folks came out and whatnot. And, like, I'm a Texas boy, man. So, like, that, the minute he said, I was like, let's go. So, <laughs> I got to ask, man, because, like, early 2000s, that's that big crunk move movement. That's when, like, Southern rap was taking over, everything like that. Like, as a creative, as a fellow creative, like, what... What is it like being in like the heart of like a, a genre-defining wave that became y'all sound and, and ATL sound and Houston sound that really took off at that particular moment? Oh man, that's a great question, bro. Um, I would just say to me, it's like you don't really know because you're in you're inside of it, so it's kind of hard yeah. to uh, you know what I'm saying to, to take a step back and kind of appreciate like starting a whole genre, starting a whole movement. Um, so it's just not until recently that we kind of sit back and be like, damn, you know, before anybody even started hollering any country shit, you know, for real, for real, Nappy Roots was the the pioneers to bring it to the forefront, you know. But um, it's kind of like a roller coaster, man. It's kind of like you know you enjoy it while you're riding in it, but you don't yeah. see the ups, the downs, the you know, the, the people from outside of the roller coaster see where you go and see all of that, and you just living and enjoying the moment, man. You don't really get to take it all in, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it was great. And shout out to Texas, man. Texas really held us down too, uh, hey. coming up in the beginning. So, it was great I'll memories. I, I, dude, I, I the only thing that I really regret is that I never, I haven't gotten to see y'all in concert, and a lot of that's just from the fact that my parents are like, I'm in your ass, I go to no rap show. I ain't seen too many people getting shot. You ain't going. You can, you can listen to music. You ain't going. I was like, come on, man, like that. Like, ain't nothing gonna happen. These brothers are talented. They are winning Grammys. Like, come on now. So, but I, that's the one thing I regret is I've not had the chance to see you in concert, man. Uh definitely. You know, we've been, we've been, um, we've been blessed, man. 
that uh, that nothing, you know, no, had nothing like too dangerous has happened at the shows. Oh, it's been some fights, you know what I mean? I've seen some <laughs> people get, you know, like Arnold oh, no, would come on and, you know, somebody might get elbowed in the face and you know, yeah. pop back up, you know, and just and turn back yeah. up, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. for the most part, man, it's just everybody just having fun and kicking it. Absolutely. You know, Roots always kind of brings the fun out and, and you know, lead the, the problems and the violence at home, you know what I'm saying? That's kinda, Absolutely. That's how we perform, man. That's how we show up every city. Let me tell you something. I'm from Chicago, so our hip hop is on a, a, its own thing as well. But I remember also when all oh, no hell no, we was out here hitting the streets with it hard. <laughs> and like again, you in the shine, you got all this other thing again. The 2000 when you guys came out, this is when hip hop started. Like you say, take that southern turn, and everybody listens to it. But you got all the Chicago rappers like, what you listening to? I'm like, uh, something better than what you gave me at the gas station. Nigga. Like <laughs> that's, that's what I'm listening to. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what you get here at the gas station, nigga? I believe that at the house. This is dope on the radio. I have to ask: You've been in the game so long. What do you think of the current state of hip hop? Um, you know, everybody in my um, my era. You know, we always say, you know, when we when we get asked this question nowadays, everybody's like, you know, the politically correct answer. Yeah, I love the way hip hop is going. You know, the, the young brothers is. Is definitely out here making their money, and I love the fact that 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 the guys is kind of capitalizing, and, and the girls, even the chicks, is really killing it out here in this game too. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I love the diversity as far as like it's it's a lot of people uh, that's out here making noise and making money. But uh, but kind of looking back and going back to when we was coming up, man, it was tough, bro. Like um, you know, we had to. <laughs> You had to be really good, you see what I'm saying? And uh, mm -hmm. so I think that the music as a whole, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think the, the creativity kind of kind of took a step back a little bit, you know what I mean? Because people have their, uh, not to say that you can't find it, but you know, it's just kind of like the internet made it easy for anybody to kind of just put their stuff out, you see what I'm saying? Sure. And uh, sometimes it's the wackest shit blows up because it's so whack. So I, I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, of, man. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. It's not a lot of weight when it comes to music these days. Like I do want to do something to where I, I kind of uh, uh, I, I'm gonna do some reviews on some lyrics, man, on some people. So I, so I like what you guys are doing, but you know, with me, I mean, being from the south and you know having some 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 hardcore hip hop influences from the east coast. Right. Uh, and even like some 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 real gangster influences from the West and then some Southern influences, you know, uh, kind of Kentucky where I'm from is just a mixture of all of that. So we're really heavy when it comes to lyricism. We love the beats, you know, so we, we love riding the beats like the Southern uh, artists. And then, you know, we do spit some real life gangster shit too as well, you know. Matt yeah. Bruce has a way of kind of painting it in a, in a good light as well. But of course, feel me, uh, uh, we still spit some real life shit. So, uh, and and we got that kind of from the West Coast. So, you know, yeah. I, I just, I just, uh, I think like with me, I'm a lyricist. And uh, even when, when back in the days, you know what I'm saying, on our second album, when, when the Source Magazine was still giving out hip hop quotables, you know what I'm saying? Um, they gave me, they gave me one on one of the verses I did on our second album um, called Work in Progress. That was the song. Wow. So when it was not giving out too many, too many uh, hip hop quotables for artists in the South, especially, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I was surprised to have, have gotten one, man, for that album, man. So, uh, 
You know, yeah. I keep that I keep that frame down down in my basement. You know what I mean? So it's a big accomplishment for me being a lyricist and uh, absolutely and, and getting that hip hop quotable award from the Source magazine. That was yes, huge. indeed. Hey, well, I, I gotta ask you to kind of piggyback off of that, man. I mean, obviously, being from the South, there's a lot of country influence, and and one of the biggest things that's been happening over the course of the last few years. Obviously, we know black people. Any good genre of music black people invented at some point, someone decided to try and take it from us. Like, if we're just being honest about that, but it's cool to see people like what Mickey Guyton, Kane Brown, Jimmy Allen, and even Nelly is like getting into country now and all that kind of stuff. Are there any artists that are in kind of the country genre that you would like to work with at all in the future? Because like even your song we're going to talk about in a minute has has a lot even more country influence than than before. Man, if if, if you ask me, I mean, you know. All the, the the black country artists, man, I love to collab with y'all. So if y'all see this, you know, and y'all are you know African American and y'all you know love country music and hip hop as well, uh, I would love to collab with y'all. But I, to me personally, I, I want to get like um, I was thinking of it today too, man. I want to get Toby Keith on on the song, just doing it, just a hook, you know what I mean? And okay. uh, I think that would be pretty big. So. Uh, if, if anybody can link that up, you know what I'm saying? We, we're in Nashville all the time, so I love to do a record with Toby Keith. All right, man. Well, we want to play a little bit of your song, man. Cowboy Hat, you sent us some of it over, so we want the folks to know what you're working with right now. So let's go ahead and play that right now. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, woo. You don't mess with a man's hat or his truck Unless you like the sting of a double light gun Big belt buckle what I hold when I strut In my cowboy boots keep my pain legs tucked When my daddy put me in his hat he gave me good luck Caught lightning in a jar now I got him all struck And my gal love my cowboy hat she can't get enough Only time she ever make me take it off is when we uh kiss Your cats can't do it like this Double as a wallet hold a little dough like Chris Throw my hat inside the booth and made a whole lot of hits Even wrote a song about it when something like this I done been around the world in my cowboy hat I met a lot of people in my cowboy hat Sold out shows in my cowboy that's all we Yo. giving y'all that. That's all we giving y'all that. <laughs> we giving, that's all we giving y'all. We only giving y'all that little, that little bit right there, man. Yo, that I ain't gonna lie. I was it started playing. I was in, in my crib. I'm like, all right, let's go, man. Hey, I dig it. And again, you, it's dope, you, man. It's it's amazing again when when you're in this this sphere. And again, having done radio back in Chicago, you watch the different genres and styles, the people who live there. Again, you're a black dude in the cowboy hat. Some people be like, what? But you're like, yo, you don't know where you're from. You don't get it. And so it all comes off dope, bro. It comes off hella raw for me. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate that. So uh, this song, man, it really means a lot to me because um, a lot of people don't know, you know, Nappy Roots, we came out. We actually got signed in 1998. And uh, our first album came out in 2002. So um, even back then, when I was just kind of talking about like just reinventing the whole country hip hop genre, you know, I was wearing a cowboy hat back then. You get what I'm saying? Like when it was baggy clothes, everybody got on the jewels, everybody got the oversized fitted hat hats, and and, uh, and and you know, long white tees and throwback jerseys. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, yep. You know, 
You know what I mean? And then I think we both just got mad because we know we both wore shit like that. Both of us, bro. Like, yep. bro, bro. <laughs> when I tell you the 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 what the pro club. Like at the time, I was small as hell, but I had on what, like a four X T. I had my Afro pick sticking out the back of my head and whatnot with some Air Forces. Yes, I I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> so in the middle of that era, you know, I was uh, I was out here rocking this cowboy hat, man, and I always wanted to 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 do a song uh, because it's special to me, man. It's funny because. Uh, I walk out the house, man, and, and you know, I don't wear this all the time. To, to me, it's just kind of like, you know what I mean, my, my Superman Clark Kent. You know, I'll put the hat on, you know what I mean, Buffalo Steelers is in the building. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, if I want to go to Walmart, Target or something, you know what I mean, I just throw a little, little hat on and, and a jogging suit. And it's and it's funny because I could slide through public like that and not be really recognized unless you really, really know me, you know, as a, a person on a personal level. Mm. Uh, right. But then as soon as I put this cowboy hat on, bro, this is just like, bro, let's do this, let's bro from Magic Roots. So uh, I, I just had to, I had to make a song. Man, I mean, I've thrown my hat in the crowd and, uh, you know, I tried to throw it to some to some ladies one time and uh, this dude came out of nowhere and grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, and he, was, he was really trying to snatch it, man. I, I literally uh, I had a microphone in my hand and you know what I'm saying my first reaction man was to punch him man so I busted him <laughs> and uh, he let go of the hat and the girl you know some some girl grabbed it but uh, that's what I'm saying like I had yeah. to write a song about my hat because it's been just so special to me and it's been instrumental in my career man so uh, I had to give it its own shine so check out that song Cowboy Hat. Absolutely uh, on Apple Music I know for a fact is it on all the all the platforms Spotify and everything as well. Yeah, I believe so. But we're ready to do a big campaign, man, to start pushing that. So, uh, you know, it's on SoundCloud as well. Awesome. So you already heard it, Neighborhood. You know what the deal is. And before we get out of here, we want to talk about the other thing that you've really been uh, working very closely with, uh, the Work Ready Kentucky Scholarship, man. Um, so I, I know that, uh, what, back in 2017, uh, you went back to school. And in 2019, you actually graduated from uh, from Louisville, man. First of all, congratulations on yes. that. That's, that's absolutely That's big ups, bro. Big up. Pat yourself absolutely. on the back. Yes, sir. Dude, hey, what what inspired you to go back to college, especially like you said? you Because didn't didn't the group form while y'all were in college together? And yeah. then you decided to go back now as like a grown, grown-ass man. Like what inspired yeah. you to do that? Bro, I right, so so um, going back, like you said, you know, we all hooked up in college at Western Kentucky University. And uh, I went to school in 1997. Oh, I'm dating myself. I went, I, I graduated. <laughs> and, uh, all good, man. Jay's older got, than you. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. No doubt. So, so back in the day, <laughs> um, I went to Western. And then one year later, we got signed to Atlantic Records. And so, like, for those few years we were recording and it was getting harder and harder to go to class because it's like, you know, we, we're in studio to six, seven in the morning and then you got an eight o'clock class and you know, it, it just, it's tough. Yeah. The teachers yeah. don't understand. And you know what I mean? It's not like they're going to give you a pass because you're trying to work on an album. You know what I mean? So right. I, I ended up just kind of putting it on pause. And I, I told my mother, I said, uh, I said, I'm going to go and, uh, put this college on pause and go and, and try this music thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, she made me promise her to always keep in mind to go back to school at some point, you know what I'm saying, to get my degree. And so um, 15 years later, 
platinum albums later, Grammy nods later, tour in the world later, uh, I said, you know what, now, you know what I'm saying, I've kind of like, I've got my stride and it's time to, you know, go back and, and get my degree. So I went online, I took, uh, I took online classes, bro, while we was on tour. So I'm still, you know, we still on tour. I'm hustling to get papers in on my phone wow. uh, right before showtime. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. But I ended up graduating with almost like a three nine. Uh, it was like a wow. five. Yeah, um, organizational well, leadership, basically CEO school, man. And uh, it was amazing, bro. They gave me student of the year in 2019 uh, for that for the major. And I ended up getting in a book. So I'm a published author. Uh, and all bro. of that led to um, getting a, uh, at this book release, I ended up meeting some people and they were like, well, we're trying to start the scholarship program. Your story's perfect. You know, you went back to school, you understand the importance of education. And I felt like, you know, always through school that, that, that trade school or getting some type of trade is always important, man. You know what I'm saying? Even if I didn't go to Western or these major universities, you know, um, cause a lot of, I always saw people graduating and then there'd be servers at Applebee's or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. Uh, I always was like, you know what? You know, I'm gonna tell my kid, get a trade. Anybody that's going, trying to go to schools, to college. I mean, I'm telling this cool to, to network and maybe join a fraternity. All that stuff is cool. But at the end of the day, you still need a skill that you can fall back on. So uh, I ended up linking up with these people, Work Ready KY, and um, they're giving out scholarships, man. It's a whole program in the state of Kentucky free money uh, for things like nursing, uh, uh, um, business, IT, construction, manufacturing, like That's welding, crazy. like real hardcore American jobs that you can go out here and get you 50, 60, $70,000 a year, make you some bread, save it, stack it, start your own company, uh, whatever the case might be, but at least get your money, you feel me? Yeah. So, um, that's, what is, that's what's important. So you can go to workreadyky.com and uh, you see my picture out there, man. And uh, we'll hook you up. They, so. they, they got you. They pl they got it all over there, man. You, you are the face of it. And I, I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, I know just some of the research I was doing that what you've got, there's over 350 course options for the scholarship that you have everything from uh, Kentucky Community Technical College System, uh, Campbellsville University, Galen College of Nursing, MedQuest, uh, Northern Kentucky U, Western Kentucky U, Eastern Kentucky U. Uh, you know, Sullivan, Cumberland, so many schools that are participating in this, man. And they really are giving out so much money. Yeah. Um, you know, even, I, even, uh, even the big universities, UK is involved, Western is involved, and uh, U of L has, has got a program as well. Uh, and the Kentucky Lottery just donated $27 million to this wow, scholarship nice. fund. So it's a lot of bread. And I mean, if you look at it, it's funny because I have, um, I'm not saying funny, but I, I just love the stories, man, because I'm so invested, man. Like, yeah. um, I met this family at, my, at one of my concerts in Kentucky. Uh, this this girl and her mother, and her mother came up to me and she was just like, man, I didn't know what to do. I, I couldn't afford college. You, uh, you, I saw your commercial and it just saved me. You see what I'm saying? I put my daughter in it. She's learning nursing. This is her first semester. She got the scholarship. And the girl was so happy, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't have to pay this money back. Right. So uh, mm -hmm. it's just a good thing, man, to just see the real change happening in our community. You see what I'm saying? That's what we need. That, and I, I, again, I think I can speak for Jay with this, uh, and I know he had another question as well, but I think I can speak for Jay that that's one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is it's like, how do we have a lasting impact 
on our mm. community, on our people. You know what I mean? And so to know that you're partnering up with a group that is not trying to, you know, take advantage of folks with these loans, because that's a massive thing that we're talking about right now in politics is that people will get these college loans and then be saddled with debt for their life. Yeah. The fact that you found a program that is actively trying to make people's lives better, no strings attached, is just a beautiful thing, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, shout out to KCTCS, the Kentucky Lottery. They've always been giving back to uh, to education uh, for years. So I don't know if it's like that in you guys' states, but uh, but people are paying into the lottery. And yeah. That money needs to go somewhere constructive, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I'm gonna before we let you get out of here, I'm gonna ask you this last question. So, of course, with the work ready program, again, the music and everything, and also the clothing line, we didn't get a chance to talk about Birdline brand, which is officially licensed by the U of Louisville. What are other ways you plan on diversifying the reach of be still, man? Like you're out of here. Buffalo Steel is on so many levels. How what, what else is in the future for you, brother? Uh man, I'm glad you asked. I'm starting a nonprofit. Um my nonprofit is called Kimid, the Kentucky Institute for Music Industry Development. Wow, we're going to kind of teach the whole, the ropes, you know what I'm saying? Um, let the curtain back and unveil all the secrets in the game. Put people on, let them know as far as like uh, how to build their team, who they need around them, you know, to make, make the thing work like they need to, how to perform, uh, how to get your image together, how to brand and market yourself, you know, how to write songs, produce all of the things that you need to learn in this industry. We're going to kind of put it into one, and I got a hell of a team, and we're going to start in the summer. It's going to be real big, so be on the lookout for that. Kimmy, K-I-M-I-D, Kentucky Institute for Music Industry Development. Man, and, amazing. And there's one uh, more. Nappy Roots actually are officially brewers right now, so we, uh, we have one of the first Black-owned breweries in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, this is our one of our first beers. It's called Kentucky Mud. If you can see it, it's got the, the it's a chocolate milk stout. I want that. I need that. What? I need that. And Bro. this beer, this is a this is a chocolate milk stout. Uh, man, um, the the brewery's called Atlantucky, and you know it's, it's it's downtown Atlanta. Y'all can come see us, one seventy Northside Drive. We make great beer. We actually out there brewing. So come through and, and holler at us, man. It's it's, it's beautiful. It's black. Uh, it's 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 a mixed crowd, but the fact that you can see, you know, black women and young black men and 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 just young entrepreneurs, you know, immigrants and you know, white folks, everybody coming in and enjoying this uh, this drink right here that God put on this earth. So um, I, I love it, man, because that's how our concerts look. And for many years, we would go into breweries, and it didn't look like that. And so I'm glad our brewery looks like that right now. We're kind of starting a new trend and a new way for us to get involved in craft beer. Yes, sir. This nigga's spitting. Damn, nigga. Just yeah, had to go ahead and give you a problem. You're out here doing it. Well, yo, be still. Kentucky Mud, obviously, we mentioned. Uh, you just mentioned the Work Ready KY. Uh, and cowboy hat, y'all. You heard all of it from Be Still. So, yes, uh, Buffalo, is there any uh, where can they find you, man? Where can they follow you on what platforms and all that stuff? Yo, um, come to my Instagram. Uh, my reels is exciting and funny, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm working out, you know, I'm um, 
you know, I'm losing weight, I'm transitioning, I'm, I'm in the gym every day, I'm trying to motivate people that way. I, uh, every Thursday, I do this thing called Gap Chat uh, on this platform. So, so I'm promoting that on my on my page. Uh, the link is in the bio. Buffalo Steel, B-U-F-F-A-L-O-S-T-I-L-L-E. And like I said, on, on my platform, we just talk about, you know, how to just advance through the game. So some of our um, past past Gap Chats were about branding and marketing. Some of our past Gap Chats was about just kind of starting and where to start at. Some of our Gap Chats was about financial education. And then this week is about, um, it's about taxes. So, you know, I got somebody, a tax expert, telling you how to just finagle through the game and get the most out of your taxes this year. So we do that every Thursday from seven to eight. And uh, you can check the link on my page. Absolutely incredible, man. man. So Bisto, once again, thank you so much for joining us, man. Cowboy hat, y'all. Uh, we have, we'll be a cowboy hat. We have Kentucky mud and work ready. KY don't miss any of that. Thank you so much, man. We have to have you back again soon, brother. Much love to you. Yes, hey, indeed, bro. Absolutely. Yep. All day, baby. All day. Dude, man, man, I, I, that was, I, I, that was, I, I, was, man, I love when we do interviews, bro. And especially when they just cool, like I, they, I, they I, rock I with the, us. They understand it. Yeah. Yeah, the fact the fact that he he saw the, the, the we were just saying the word niggas, he was just like fuck it, I'm just gonna talk to these dudes. Like, he was like, like I'm gonna I talk just... to them like regular niggas. Then, <laughs> and, and, and one of the things for me was I was like I knew like I know of Nappy Roots, but I, again yeah. when I when I talked to you earlier and right. the level of excitement, I was like let him. Have my this. brain my brain didn't process at, at like quite at first just because talking to Jake, I heard Roots and my brain. So I but I didn't. I didn't think you were gonna put me on blast in front of be still like that, my nigga. But that's fine. So, I, hey man, you wanted to nigga, you'd have done the same to me, okay? Yeah, well, I thought we were friends. Uh, but either way, <laughs> either way, genuinely, I mean, the effect that that Nappy Roots had on me because like the thing I didn't even bring up that you know. Bro, remember that was the theme song of Madden 03, dog, with Marshall Falk on the cover and whatnot. That they had that shit on there on fucking repeat. Like they were the fucking shit. They still are the shit, man. I, I love Nappy Roots so much. That was that was absolutely fucking awesome. So um we even gotta go over a little over. We got we got what a story left, but I know that you wanted to finish what you were talking about because I'm sure everybody's wondering what happened with this crazy bitch out here fucking her daughter's husband. So, so <laughs> all right. So my mom has since been let go as a childhood pastor there. She claims I've essentially ruined her reputation in life. My dad kicked her out, and now she's living with my 38-year-old female sister. And lastly, my dad insisted on a DNA test for the three youngest boys before he considered anything to do with their marriage. The twins are my husband's biological children. I've Ooh. kicked him out, and he's living with his parents. My father and I are discussing me moving into his much larger house and him selling my grandfather's house and giving me the money to buy a new house somewhere to get rid of the memories. My husband is appalled and furious that I proved he's about to have seven kids instead of five. I'm going to be taking half his business away. My husband started his own HVAC company a few years back and for the first five years. I helped him to get it set up. Ran the office completely and took time away from my teaching career to help him get that established in my state. All marital assets, including businesses, are split 50-50. Since the house was still in my father's name, my husband will get no money from the sale. Neither will my mother, since inherited assets are not subject to be split in divorces. My mother is also likely not to get any alimony, as our state is not a no-fault divorce state. 
and over, I'm now a month removed, still extremely bitter and angry at my mother, especially at her hypocrisy of calling me a whore and shaming my family when she's done much worse. I also despise my ex with everything within me now. And he was both fucking both my mom and me in some instances coming into our bed minutes later. He got my mother pregnant less than a week after getting me pregnant. And I thought while I thought it was so cute and fun that I shared pregnancy experience with my mom. She was carrying my children's half siblings. He's broken all the trust I had and been faithful. I've already procured a good lawyer for the firm that helped with some financial matters for both me and my dad, and my dad has helped paying for it. My twin brothers, one of my sisters, and my entire ex's family have gone no contact with me and my minor children, and my children have essentially lost all of their grandparents but my dad, two uncles, and an aunt on my side. My husband's three brothers due to this mess. I've developed ulcers and digestive issues because of this. I'm going to visit the doctor soon, and I've been in therapy since the first week of January. I've offered this for my two adult children if they need family therapy with all of us, but they're doing individual therapy right now. My 14-year-old knows that we're getting divorced and why she's so angry at her dad that I struggle sending her to his house on the weekends. I feel like she's old enough to make a decision on that, but I don't want to damage her relationship with her dad. I've told all my kids it's okay to love their dad even if he hurt me, but the oldest two have cut him off 100%. I won't tell my youngest two until they're teens while we got divorced. Not everyone else has agreed to not spill anything until they're older to understand. As for now, I had no idea. As for now, I had no idea this affair was going on. My husband confirmed to me that they would have sex at my mom's office at church, in their cars, at a motel, and when we built the business, they started having it routinely in his office. Once I went back to teaching. They also had it in our houses, too, when my father would go away on business trips or I'd be out of town. As um, I was in, It was pure happenstance that I came home a day early from a trip because I was uncomfortable from being nearly seven months pregnant and just wanted my own bed for me to find out. Knowing they'd be carrying on this full-blown affair, still, if I hadn't caught them, is what I'm still upset about. The fact that the grandmother and father of my children cared so little about destroying our families is what I can't get past. What's hardest for me is that my own mother would do this to me and would continue to do this for years and not caring when it all blew up in her face that she would be destroying her entire family. Edit. Also, to add insult to injury, my husband confirmed in one of our mediated conversations the affair started when I apparently made him angry. He didn't tell me and instead vented to my mom when they were alone. She comforted him and they had sex. He loved it and pursued her after that. She said he would divorce me, but he knew he'd get cut off from her. And she was so much better at sex than me. So stuck it out with me. He told me I was a placeholder of all of the betrayal and low blows. That statement is what keep me up at night. Too long didn't read. My mom fucked my husband in 22 years, got pregnant with twins, continued the fair until I caught them in bed together on New Year's Eve while I was nearly seven months pregnant. I publicly exposed it and my mom lost her job, her marriage, and is homeless. Emotional damage. Like, bro, 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 bro. The fact, the fact that white people are more concerned about critical race theory when they need to worry about their own goddamn families out here in these streets fucking their mamas and having having twin babies out here that are your little brother and your damn like child oh my god <laughs> like bruh. yeah yes sir this nigga spitting damn nigga <laughs> i just 
I just your oh. husband is the father of your brothers. The fact of, that it was a your twenty-two year affair. Twenty. So it's it's not just the fact. It's what she said at the very end that I think is the most poignant part. The only reason this stopped is because they got, caught, they got them. caught them. Because I caught them. That is absolutely insane. And I think the only thing that's worse, to be honest with you, you're obviously super, super mad at her husband, her ex, for what that... Can you imagine your mother doing this to you? Can you imagine... Like your, it's your, nothing. Like it's nothing, dude. Like it's absolutely nothing. And the fact that the rest of the family want to play the politics of, you went not told her business. Fuck <laughs> what? you. I think that's the bad part. You bro. went and dropped mama's business. Mama's a slut. Like, yo, <laughs> yo they try to, they literally, the family try to act like. We're totally insane. They pushed me on and faced me. Because no well, one cares about the whites. And what really needs to be said is... Fuck you. Oh, fuck you, fuck you. Oh, my God. If the wife doesn't come in and see the husband and go... Gotcha, bitch. None of this happens. <laughs> Bro. And that's that's the other thing. What I, what I really take away from that, that's so crazy... That seven mother, you know how babies be kicking and shit. She said she was uncomfortable. I bet that baby was kicking the shit up. Mama, we gotta go home. My we need to go home. We need to go Daddy, a home. We gotta get home. Daddy, a home. So is grandma. Granny busting it open for daddy. Grandma <laughs> busting it open for daddy. Don't like, you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. Like real talk, she was at that conference and all that could happen in her mind was. <laughs> The pastor in this case, that's the husband. He's like, bitch, why are you home? Why why are you home? Well, shit. <laughs> oh, man. I guarantee, but I'll, here's the last thing I'll play from it, bro. This is the husband right now when, when his wife walked oh, in. <laughs> he was probably mid-stroke. Like, <laughs> what? Here's the most fuck. Okay, I'm sorry for saying this, but this is the only question I gotta ask. What if he was right about to come when she walked in the door? Like, this bitch, this bitch. Why would you mad? say that? Why would you say that, Jay? What is wrong with you? What, sir? Like, like honest, Jay, honest, emotional. Damn it. Like, like look, see, because here's the thing. Like, he mid-stroke, right? Because every nigga knows when you about to bust, you feel a tingle. The vinegar he strokes. It's the vinegar strokes. Yes, right. it is. We're all very you aware. You feel it. You feel it. And then his wife walking in the door. Now, he got to be sitting there with his dick in the air talking about some. Do not come. Do not come. That nigga had me scared, but I held my own. Fuck that. <laughs> you fucking, you fucking. What the fuck are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> like, why would you bring her into this? 
<laughs> also, also, Chris, Chris definitely hit it. This dude is literally, literally a motherfucker. A motherfucker. <laughs> 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 was that? Was that? Do not come. Do not come. But the other thing was that story was an MIV asshole, right? I think so. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, no, she's not the asshole. She's not even remotely close to being the asshole. You were being oh. cheated on for 22 fucking years. That's the thing that also gets me. I get it if maybe you're on, if you're like related to this piece <laughs> of shit that cheated, not, 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 the, not the mom and shit. Like I get it if maybe one of those people, but anybody that can't look, this is what happens when you don't donate to the JWPP fund. <laughs> anybody, anybody that doesn't, immediately feel bad for this woman and for grandpa or the the husband of grandma if you don't immediately feel bad for them and then the kids involved in it you're a terrible person i don't give a shit like kristen has said this a million times and she's right if anything ever happens where i'm out here being a piece of shit she already knows she's like i don't need to get mad at you your mother and your sister will murder you for me that's as it should be if someone is out here being like that then fuck you. But 22 years and you're siring children, bitch? No, sir. No, sir. Damn, man. I don't... I don't... Nigga, <laughs> this is... <laughs> I think this is the best way. That nigga was laid up with his, with his mother-in-law. The wife walked in on that nigga like... <laughs> I hate you with all my heart. All right. All right. Let's just do this fast, man. We got to get through this quick. Okay. NBA All-Star Weekend was this week, uh, this weekend in Cleveland. And now Cleveland is back to being just Cleveland. But one of the... (laughs) (laughs) Nigga! Nigga! Oh, my God, bro. Jesus fucking... We was back to me in Cleveland. And so, <laughs> so one of the things that happened was Jared Allen appeared on the court like this. And everybody tried to roast this man for being dressed. Why? 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 My nigga, my, my nigga out here making millions that you broke he ass bitches on. He's dollars. And he's fucking comfortable. What's wrong with being comfortable? My nigga's afro was nicely picked out and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got on a nice fit as if he's just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> bro, 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 literally, I was well, I was worried about was watching because I figured that would come in here talking about this bullshit needs to stop now. Like, I figured, but I don't understand the hate that was coming to Jared Allen for this because I did hear this story. I was like, my nigga is comfortable. Y'all can go fuck yourselves, all right? Just because this nigga not dressed like every rapper that showed up there, this nigga's like, I'm comfortable. So that's what happened with that. But also, along with that, there was a <laughs> there was a college basketball game between Michigan and Wisconsin. And well, after a so after an incident, Coach Juwan <laughs> Howard of the Michigan Wolverine put hands on Greg Gard, the coach from Wisconsin. But there's a reason why it happened. Check this out. He's gonna get in the line. 
interesting finish here. 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and Guard are not happy right now as the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo, and Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrum. We have a scrum in Madison. Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene. This is an ugly scene. Oh my God. Trying to get separated, and there's no doubt it all stems from the timeout by Greg Gard. Now that's not an excuse for this, no. but that is what angered Juwan Howard, and it spilled over into this. And you saw Howard and Greg Gard nose to nose. You need to explain this to me because I have no okay. idea what's going on. So Wisconsin was up and was winning the game, and they called okay. a timeout, and it For pissed you off. They just called it, and it pissed you off. It was like, there's no need to call a timeout. So when everybody's doing the walk in the line and handshaking, Juwan Howard is trying to perfectly ignore Greg Gard and like, yo, leave me alone. Greg Gard grabs him, and Juwan Howard is like, yo, don't fucking grab me. Juwan Howard is from the south side of Chicago. I keep Juwan Howard. The, the other reason why this might piss Juwan Howard off. Remember, my nigga's from the Fab Five. Do you remember what happened to the Fab Five, my nigga? Timeouts. Timeouts. Not the whole Fab Five. <laughs> you don't think my nigga was mad as shit? He literally was like, as soon as he did that fucking shit happen, he Who was the like, fuck are you out of your damn mind? I'm like, <laughs> nigga. And so Juwan Howard did not throw a punch. I want you to see this again. Jawan Howard muffed the shit out this nigga. Those mm -hmm. are, that's a muff. Mm -hmm. And so here's the fucked up part. So it is stated that one of the Wisconsin assistant coaches had grabbed one of the Michigan players, which helped to even kick things off and further in the midst of it. The problem a lot of people are having. Jawan Howard has been sus suspended for five games, which are the remaining games of the season. Mm -hmm. Not a fucking thing has happened to Greg Gard. In all actuality, this is all Greg Gard's fault. And I'm not even talking from the timeout. I want you to see the video. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but watch it again. Watch what Greg Gard does to you. He put his hands now. on him. I saw it. Right. I saw it. Watch. I, yeah, want, I, want, I want the people to watch it one more time. He's yeah. going to get in the line. Interesting. But I, finish I mean, this is it right here. He's like, hey, he doesn't oh, want to talk to you. Don't touch me, dog. Oh, yeah. Hey, no, 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 no. I need to talk to you, motherfucker. It was just right whatever. Now. He's like, get out of my face. Yeah, I'm a fucking. Don't fucking put your hands on me. Let alone. We told you, Jawan Howard was. Let alone the fact that, like, I mean, I know the players are there with the with like a lot of people were there with masks off. On top of that fact, Jawan got his mask on. He's like, hey, man, I want to talk to you. Nick, if you don't get on my face with your stink ass brother, no mask on. Get the fuck out my face, dog. Like, I don't. I don't really blame him. Don't blame him. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad person. I just fuck that shit, bro. All right, let's do these stream labs real quick because we can play catch up. Alberto Rios, thank you so much. Brian Lawson, Jay, you've often responded to the WWE shows in Saudi Arabia's blood money. However, if you were on the roster, would you have opted out or been in the Elimination Chamber show? I hear the money is ridiculous, and they went, they went from having zero girls to 10 at the event. You know what? Honestly, I probably would go. The money, because I'm, I'm always thinking of money as far as what it can do for my kids. 
And I will say this, as bad as everybody feels, because when it started, this was with the whole Jamal Khashoggi thing and everything in the country's kingdom of Saudi Arabia. For all the bullshit people give about Vince McMahon, they have literally begun to help instill change in that country. Women have begun to be able to drive in Saudi Arabia. And again, there were no women allowed to compete at all. And now women are, they are making a regular card. I know it's like small things, but again, this country has been so oppressive towards women more than anything else. And to be more open and changing and things like that. So I think that's my only response. I would, I donate a portion and then portion goes to my kids. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take all the bit stuff. Go just finish the stream. Lab. All right. Jimmy nails also says, uh, Winston, my guy, you got anything to say for the nonsense that now constitutes child abuse in your home state? Apparently, if you give your kid gender-affirming care in Texas, it is child abuse now. It's fucking enraging. Then what? Jimmy goes on to say, Cambridge kind of hard there, Winston. I'm sorry. It just makes me mad as hell. I didn't mean to throw that your way like that, which we know you did. No, I, I, I get it. I mean, in the same way that I you know, I, I go at Florida all the time and, and here, I, it's, it's fine. I've said multiple times I'm, I am proud and super fucking ashamed to be texting all at the same time what's her name what's up what's her name what what's her name what karama karama see 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 it was him not me i just wanted to make sure this is a this is established karama oh i thought it yes. was karama. oh no because remember remember with the uh with us doing the throwdown she was like okay. hey neither Kar one up karama you're no you're not gonna do this you a goddamn super <laughs> no, you will not. No, you will not. No. I guess we got nobody on the. I'm not gonna let him do this to you, girl. I'm not gonna do let what? him do this to do you. What? I'm not gonna hey, let him do this one. to you. You're you see the this? One. I, he out here trying to embarrass you. Shit. I, you were just a damn. Not you do so many shows. You do so many shows, <laughs> and you were so How lovely. Dare you? You were so How lovely. Dare you? <laughs> I'm so sorry that we out here having to deal with this nigga. And now he's out here thinking it of himself. I've made a huge mistake. You will not do this. Hey, real talk. Fuck you. Uh, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you. Fuck your mama. Fuck your daddy. Fuck the horse you rode in on. Fuck everybody who loves you, who cares about you, who has ever supported you in your life, who has become a part of making you the person that you are today. Fuck you. Fuck them. Fuck all of y'all. Um, if Barack Obama did it, fuck him too. Bette Midler did it, fuck her. Nobody said <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just so disrespectful. So back to what Jimmy was asking. As far as that goes, I didn't hear about that. That's super fucked up. I'm not surprised when you when Texas and Florida are doing this this giant almost Olympic sized race to see who can be the biggest fuckboy state. Before it's all said and done, mm -hmm. because in Florida, obviously we're still dealing with the "Don't Say Gay" bill that they're trying to pass and shit. So that shit's fucking awful, man. And I and, I'm, and I am, my heart is so heavy for the kids in Texas that are going to be affected by this because it's going to be a lot. And I and I fucking hate it, man. Um, so on a different note, uh, just some of the stuff I, I already mentioned. All the gift subs from Devil D Ham, appreciate that. Uh, had a subscription from Tar Hill Seven Twenty. Thank you so much. Lots of follows. We appreciate that. The bits from uh, Kiersey, Jimmy Nails, Blue Girl, Shy Town Pyro, um, Ryan Cross Project sends in bits and says, "Yo, Winston, my condolences. My condolences. I went through the same thing with my grandma less than a week ago. I hope Jay ripping my Insta to shreds." 
uh i hope jay ripping my insider shreds it was redeeming last week uh not mad life happens keep up the good shit um and i believe that's it a lot a bunch of other follows we appreciate everybody that did for show uh so thank you so 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 much and yes we're, we're very aware there's something wrong with this i don't it's just I, don't it's, I just want to state for the record i just want to make sure i clarify my case and establish my point it is not me okay what has happened is that i we were both put on blast about stating from you that they don't know how to pronounce my name and i was like i do it is this illiterate fucker over here to my left that does not and as you saw when i was like say her name and then when he couldn't say he was like you know you know listen that don't mean you a superhero you see my shirt nigga is going to try to kiss ass i don't know what clip he tried to play does he gonna have on standby but i just won't say that no no it's it's the same way that i had it i took a little bit of an l with with uh kamala harris versus kamala because of kamala khan and I, it's just a brain switch that i have to pay attention to I can openly admit where I get fucked up, and she probably knows about this anyway, is because Karama is the name of the f nine-tailed fox demon from fucking Naruto, so my brain, unfortunately, is doing that thing where it's just doing something on its own. So I apologize, Karama, that I messed it up so goddamn much since Jay is out here wanting to embarrass niggas. Instead of I ain't trying to embarrass somebody. I'm just trying to save myself. I'm trying to save myself. Jay, are you proud of yourself? You're a fucking dick sucker, what? bitch. You ain't sucking are dick. Are you serious you right now? Okay. And then Jay's out here trying to get trying to get people to pay attention to him. Like, please believe me, please believe me. Oh, sweet black baby Jesus! All right, hold on. I was told to go check the cash app, see what happened. Please believe uh, me, please believe. I'm checking the cash app. I don't see nothing. What you talking? Oh, there we go. Um, so you can get. I did say her name. I did. If you watch the tape, if you watch the tape, go back and watch the tape. I did <laughs> say it. Y'all not, nope, nope, nope. Not finna get the boy. Not finna get the... I uh, well, I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and read this one because it's just funny. It's just hella funny. I got a, a $1 donation from Matt Thomas who says, this is just for you. You can get my money. <laughs> not that ho-ass Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. Fifty thousand on my head is disrespect. You know what? I don't appreciate this. First of all, Karima said, it's okay, Winston. Y'all are the best in Black Spirit. I was fired. See how you said that? But then, Wee Man Way was like, Flats only been on Jay ass lately. Like, I've been trying <laughs> Flats only? Wait, wait, who? Who is Flats only, please. Yeah, she's them. in the chat. And she was okay. like, I ain't forget. I ain't forgot. Remember when supposedly I was ignoring the women in the chat about something? Yes, you were. I was not. Yes, you were. All right, so let's keep I don't this remember that. Now, 
An Ode to Karens, brought to you by Blurds in the Hood. Now before we go into this dedication, you must be asking yourself, well, what is a Karen and what does it mean? Well, Karen is a mocking slang term for an entitled, obnoxious, middle-aged white woman, especially as featured in memes. Karen is generally stereotyped as having a blonde bob haircut, asking to speak to retail and restaurant managers to voice complaints or make demands, and being a nagging, often divorced mother from Generation X. Karens most notably have been known now to call the police on black people when they're just doing this thing called living. You know, something that God allowed them to do. This includes Barbecue Becky, Permit Patty, Sleepin' Sarah, and a host of others. And typically, Karens feel that because they are white women, they are entitled to do whatever they want and make life choices based on their insecurities as well as fears. Well, here are a few moments of wild Karens caught in their natural habitat. Matt Thomas of uh, What the Real or whatever it is, sir, you are upset that I t- said that after the All Star game came to your city for the weekend and somehow they fabrized up downtown Cleveland, downtown Cleveland went back to looking like the trap house in every Gucci Mane video. Here, what do you got to play? Because I'm going to go off to our chat because I see you in this thing. So, what are you going to play? Okay, so we'll make sure I said that. Okay, here's our Chad. And by the way, again, to Matt Thomas, I just want you to know your home is built on stilts. Don't touch me. 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 Don't Just watch, This went to a whole level of entertainment, though, right? This went. We got we got we got front row seats to this. What? Front row seats to this. <laughs> I know, right? It's like it's physical. 
I've seen these on TikTok. I would grab them by the legs. So, the ski lift in Canada has a mask requirement rule. Dude went there on purpose with no mask to try to start some shit, thinking he was still going to be able to get on the lift. And again, like a girl in the care, he's had, he has an exemption. He's medically exempted for it. No, you're not going to be medically exempted from a mask and be at a ski lift. Makes no sense. Stop. Stop. Because you're going to end up having to wear a scarf to cover your face. So you get... No, no, I'm just I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I, was, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just like, man. but again, flats only, please. Is that a white girl with box braids? I'm asking the real question here. I mean, the other the other part that I that I that I saw that someone was like, apparently during the video, someone yelled, "Stop resisting!" Oh yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> so that one that one got me, man. I, oof, I, I just maybe from like the career. <laughs> I was uh that was something else, man. That was absolutely something else. I, I you know, I hope he had a good time in the drunk tank. I don't I don't know how the fuck that get your out. hands off me. Cause again, there, I've been reading articles and yes, uh Flats Only Please says the best. Then protesters got him thinking he can do what he wants. And it was an article that talks about the reason you have those protesters in Canada the way they are is because it's the bleed over from the MAGA shit here. And it's getting bad because that bleed over shit is happening all over the world now. Yeah. So, all right. Absolutely. Uh, I see it. Uh, I will look. I will look at it tomorrow for sure. All right. Um, so let's get ready to get up out of here. Go ahead. And tell people what you got going on and all that good shit, man. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow I will um, be doing. I'll be back on my stream. I know. Obviously, I didn't do anything yesterday. I was traveling back here, but I will be here tomorrow, uh, ten to noon. Um, you know, we'll be going through everything, uh, so it should be a good time. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go into our intentions for the remainder of the week and kind of talk about stuff. Uh, the dark Knight rises, big thing, uh, rewatch will be out on Friday. Uh, we're going to be recording that very soon, obviously back here at 6 PM Pacific. And obviously you can find me anywhere. That's why you blurs the soul, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitch, all that good stuff. So please, uh, come and find me and yeah, Jay, go ahead. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Mr. J Washington. Y'all know how to spell it. Tomorrow, I've got uh, therapy in the morning. <laughs> I feel like I just need to tell I got therapy, as always. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, also, I will be at the Good Night uh, Bar doing the show Wednesday night if you are in North Hollywood. This weekend, Thursday through Saturday through Sunday, I will be in uh, SLO San Luis Obispo for the SLO Comedy Festival. So, Thursday, I will be doing the show. I might bounce out a little bit early because I'm on the first show of the, that kicks off the festival. But mm -hmm. I will be here for that. So if I'm even if I'm gone at 6.30, 6.45, I'll be here for the show, all of that. Um, no, Winston did not. Interesting. What? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I will be here for that. Uh, again, I'm doing a bunch. If you got anybody in the San Luis Obispo area, that's where I'm doing shows all weekend. Uh, the newest episode of the Mad Titan podcast is available with the homie Richard Douglas Jones from the Black Nerd Power podcast. So he is there for that. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. We're not. The other thing is, I'm just looking at this. We're not that far off. We got what? How many more days? What left in this month? We really only have Thursday after dark, 
then that would be it. So we would need to try and do this a decent amount. All right, y'all. If we did, if we were attempting to try and get this thing, because we're pretty damn close to partner, we need about 15 more hours. So if we randomly hit y'all up with some extra shows, I'll talk to Jay and see if it's because I may not even honestly have the time. Uh, and I don't want to put that all on Jay either. But would y'all be interested in maybe a, like a little bonus show or, a, or you know, a Swag Day Fun Day or something like that? You know, we can watch some movies together, some shit. We just got to keep that average of the viewers up. So we need to know that, like, y'all can either be here or at least you'll leave your browser open. You know what I'm saying? And pretend like you're here. Um, well, Cheryl just asked a good question. Can the Blurred Girl be a special guest? Here's the, here's the issue with this. I would I'm love to have... This. No, nope. you, you're about you to say like, something disrespectful. No, I'm I not. I can already tell. No, I'm not. <laughs> See, how dare you say I'm gonna say something disrespectful? This nigga took his whole name down. Yeah. What? I, I, you know, you know why, bro? Shit, that nigga had me scared, but I held. So, <laughs> I, we would love to have her on. Have you not paid attention to the stuff she posts on Twitter? She is consistently busy all the time. She is a very hard working woman. She is in high demand. And the fact she has took time out of her lucrative schedule to join us here right now in our chat is an amazing thing. So if she Please believe me. Please believe me. <laughs> or you could ask. Okay, so gotcha, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> she literally hit you with the Drake. <laughs> Drake, like just done the, that was your comment. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? You know what? I I just I'm, I'm I'm I have nothing anymore. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Jay on the inside right now. Did you already plug your shit, man. Yes, I did everything. Like I said, cool. we're figuring out the extra days. Like if I got time. Cause I know I'm not supposed to, but I'm probably gonna go to the gym again. And then I'm cause I'm trying to I'm trying to have people be like, yo, that nigga's sexy on Instagram. Uh ask the question. Hey, the blurred girl, can I uh when is your free time to do a special show so we can have you over here, have you with us again? It's the Nick hey, man, I'm nigga. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga just leave me hanging. I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> what? Bro. Friday. Bro, why are you coming at me? She's free Friday. Friday. All right. I mean, well, shit. It sounds like I do a I can do earlier Friday. Friday if you want to do something earlier Friday. I can do that too. We'll, we'll, okay. okay. We'll, we'll, you, we'll, you, have, you, have, you have her number, don't you? Uh, no. Um, we just communicate. I thought we was friends for it. Nigga. Okay. That's fine. We will, we will, we will DM you then, since apparently Jay's ass just out here looking like. So either way, we'll sort it. We'll sort it all I out. I hate this light skinned nigga <laughs> so much. Oh, this... do you? You really gonna hate me now? 
All right, y'all, we're going to get the fuck up out of here. It's been a nice long show. Thank you once again to Be Still from Nappy Roots for coming through. We appreciate uh, you much, indeed. Incredible, incredible interview. Uh, thank you to the Blur Girl for making Jay look ridiculous. And thank you to you, Neighborhood, uh, for being super supporters of, of the show, but also being supportive of, of us as individuals because Lord knows sometimes we need it as well. So with that, everybody, stay safe. Be loved, be happy, be fresh. Peace. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> Bye, bitch. So how how else do you plan on embarrassing me today, sir? I mean, I I tried no no because I want to state this. I came on the show today with good feelings and intentions, and I always try to make sure the public has a great show and that you're in the best of moods. And then if it's not serious chicken, it's making me look bad in front of company in the chat because I didn't do one little thing. I am a good person, sir. You gone. You gone be great with your lavender. Go.